At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to JC, we're breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a little sense. Welcome back. From the ballerlifestyle.com, you are listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you much. Thank you so much for joining the show. We're, we're talking about Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. I believe we're about five episodes in. This is a real slog. Boring. You got a boring Bachelorette. So dull. You got the, the most beta group of suitors we maybe have ever had that you there's clearly already a winner been chosen it's like if you're not a hundred percent sure who wins the bachelorette like go on reality steve right now he i don't know if he's said who wins i'm sure he has but tell him i could tell him who wins it's pretty obvious we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about everything that happened this week course i'm joined as always by jason stewart jason what's up hello everybody hello there hello there hello, hello there buddy on to minnesota i mean it may have is it, it might as well have been mazatlan um yeah. or any yeah. of your other world destinations minnesota i mean how excited were these dorks about going to Minnesota? What was the part where they get to Minnesota and they like yell? Apparently there's a river there. I guess that's the Mississippi river. Cause that's where it starts, but they're yelling. The old man, the old miss. Yeah. They're yelling across. Is that, does the Mississippi bisect Minneapolis and St. Paul? I, doesn't No, I doubt that's one of the rivers. Nope. No, but that's fine. No, the Mississippi does proceed. start in Minnesota. Okay. You don't, you don't, you, you're denying that? I'm just not that's, aware of it. That's fucking settled law, my man. Uh, but they're yelling, they're yelling across a river. Michelle, what, what do they yell? I can't remember now, but they, they yell something really dumb. And then they're all like, they just, yeah. And they like high five each other. What is wrong with these guys? They did that only after um, they st- they spend the first five minutes going back and forth between Michelle, 
um, walking around Minnesota. And then these, all of them just as a group, all of them in their white shoes um, and in clothes they bought at Banana Republic, um, just walking around that no nowhere distinct, just kind of just walking around the it's, city. Yes. It could be any city in the world. And then they get to a bridge or a river and they just scream her name. That that was the that Michelle! was the big payoff. Yeah. Dude, she can't mm-hmm. hear you. No, she's not gonna hear you. Um, I'm sure I'm Jason, I've never been to Minneapolis. I'm guessing that you have. I'm sure it's a great city. There's no, there's no city that you get to and you're just so fucking jazzed about being in the city that you're jumping around, high-fiving other dudes about a city. (laughs) Um, I think maybe the producers of the show listened to this podcast because they didn't, I guess they, they figured instead of having guys, uh, giddily, running through a hotel room and bouncing on beds to see how cool it is to, for hotel suites. Um, they are like, we're just going to follow them as a group and then they can yell her name. Maybe that was the substitute because they didn't have them in the hotel rooms going nuts. Like they've never been in a hotel room. Before, oh, so. well, pro- I think they try to shoot a lot of stuff outside because of the vid. So it's right. just like a bad look, I guess, to have a bunch of dudes jumping around in a hotel room. It's, I mean, it's a bad look anyway, but it's, and it's especially bad look during vid times for, for hotel room bed jumping. I did like, um, so when they do start, when you do start hearing their voices on, on uh, camera, one of the guys is like, man, it's just, it's just great to get to Minnesota Leave all that drama behind in LA. I know it probably uh, said in Palm Springs. I actually wrote yeah. that quote down myself because I was just stunned. As if, as if when something bad happens, you can just go to another place with the exact same people and yeah. the shit that was happening bad will just stay in the place you were before. Yeah. See, the, the, what, what nobody told him was is that first of all, you can't drama can travel to Minnesota. There's <laughs> yes. been drama in Minnesota and the same group of producers and writers whose very job is to create drama. They also made the trip to Minnesota. <laughs> That's the whole point of the show yeah. is the yeah. drama. I, I remember uh, one time a buddy of mine, when we were younger, he's like him and his chick would fight all the time. And he's like, Hey, we're just gonna, we're going to move to Vegas. And we're just going to get a fresh start. And I'm like, yeah, but both of you are going there. Like it's not, nothing's going to change. Similarly, (laughs) when, when all, when there's all this cat fighting amongst these zeros, because similarly, just after they go from, go from Palm Springs to Minneapolis, the uh, Michelle sits down with her family to basically do some expo- exposition and give everybody, give the viewer a reset of what's happening on the show. Yep. And she says, she, she tells her parents that she likes all these guys because they're just mature grown men. Mm-hmm. None of them are that. There are no, maybe, maybe Joe who, who has won the show. Like there's no, especially after tonight, like it was already Joe, 
there's no chance it's not Joe at this point, right? Unless Joe does that thing where he bows out. I mean, it, it's she obviously handpicked him to come on the show. Yep. She was attracted to him well before the show started. Maybe it was a part of how they talked her into doing this. Um, it was like, we made a really bad mistake. We cast the seventh place finisher of Matt's season, and she's white, and we screwed up. Um, can you please be our bachelorette? Just handpick a dude that you've had your eye on, and maybe uh, you know, maybe we can make a season out of it and just per- go through the motions. Now, as you know, as the guys are saying, you know, we could leave the drama behind us now that we're in Minnesota. Um, it's almost like either I'm more sensitive to it or the producers are ramping it up because they know it pisses people like me off. But they must have had uh, seven different guys tell us off camera, on camera, how important it is to get the one-on-one date. I mean, it's, yeah. you don't you don't understand how important it is to yeah. get that one-on-one time yep. so that their relationship could grow, that, you know, that all day together – they could learn more about each other. They just, it was just nauseating. And it, I mean, it goes to show too, there's just, there's no depth to these people. They just need to be told what to say. And it's like, uh, tell us how important one-on-one days are. Um, so what do we do? We go through the, um, all they go from yelling her name to again, just running around, um, you know, Minnesota with their white shoes and banana Republic pants and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden she's just standing there in the in a random square, yes. and they all sprint to her. Yeah, okay, they do they that. Sprint to her for the hugs. Yeah, um, and then she, then she pulls a fast one. And this is when it first became clear to me that where are the two people that are paid to be hosts? And believe it or not, the hosts of the show, Tasha and Caitlin. They are on camera for a grand total of 10 seconds in this episode. And that's to tell the people that there's the final rose. They're so bad. They're so bad. It really just doesn't. There's no importance to the show when they show up. They're just they just don't bring the gravitas. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that because they're women. Because I liked them. I liked them when they were. When they were the bachelorettes, they're, they're probably my two favorite bachelorettes. Who's my other, do I have any, I mean, I love Claire obviously, but I think Tasha and Tasha and Caitlin were my two favorite bachelorettes. They were fun. It's just there when the host shows up, there has always been. And look, we shit on, we shit on Chris Harrison for many years, but he, he, provided a vital he did he did important work for the show in that when he showed up you're like oh shit is happening when these two show up it's like oh maybe they're they're, here's a stunt where they pretended that they ransacked a guy's room you know it's just not the same (laughs) and it's not their fault but it's you know they're just not no they're not right for it it's not their fault. They weren't trained to do this. It's not their fault. They just want to be famous. And they think that their personality is what people uh, want to see. But by, by the way, a uh, big side note here, I rarely traffic in 
the off the show stuff, but I, I couldn't help but see that uh, R.I.P. Tasha and Zach. Oh, breaking news! I mean, yes, who saw that last? They're time? taking time. They're taking time. Um, I, I, it didn't make sense from the get go for no. me. I didn't. Nope. He wasn't even close to her league. Um, nope. She's got a lot going for her, and I think that 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 was the compulsory stay together for ten months so that we could show everybody the show's kind of legit, and then you guys could just go and do what you want. He he was a typical bachelor rad. No, a typical. Typical bachelor, raw D. Regular ass white dude. <laughs> because this bachelor, that's what they give you. They go, hey, they go, hey, look at this fucking regular ass white dude, and every and chicks go, oh my god, Ben H, Zach, Brent, and Brendan. These guys, these are regular ass white dudes. There's like nothing yeah. special about these guys. What is going on? Yeah, I didn't see that last. And I feel like she's due for she's due for a come up with like a with like a WB actor. Or like is <laughs> yeah. the, the CW. Or you know, like somebody that's on something that's on like Paramount. They're they're like, hey, this guy's on this guy's the third on the call sheet on Chicago Med. You know, that's who that's who Tasha's in the hunt for. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it I never got the impression when she went on the show that she was looking for anything long term. I still think she's a fun chick who wants to do fun things and she likes being famous and selling her, um, you know, makeup on Instagram and everything. So uh, good luck to Tay and uh, and Zach, who I'm sure will be with some recycled bachelorette our bachelor cast members sometime soon. Um, yes. So um, instead of the hosts doing their job, they just had the subject, Michelle, greet all the dudes and then have an awkward moment where she's like, all right, hey, one-on-one date starts right now, and it's Joe. So the rest of you guys, I'll see you later. And they, yeah. they literally turn yeah. around and, and walk into their one-on-one date. Now, it wasn't made clear during the show, so I just want to make sure that that you heard it right too. Okay, I, I don't both, pay close attention. Yeah, I know. But are Joe and Michelle both from Minnesota and and from this town? Are, are oh. they or not? Is that? I guess I missed that detail. Did they mention that at all? Um, maybe once or twice, like having each of the other men say that it's an advantage that Joe lives right. here and is right. going on a one-on-one date it's- with another woman who lives here. Or maybe it was the fact that Michelle told us that it's cool that she gets to take Joe out on a one-on-one date in their bo- in their hometowns. Or maybe it was Joe saying, "Yes, I think it's really cool that we both live here and we're going to do our town right now. Um and for it being their town and stuff, you'd think that they would like go to their like their yeah. cool social spots yeah. that they chose, but no. The producer set them up to go to a twins game. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And obviously nothing happened at the twins game because um we saw no footage of them at a twins game, no footage of them like heating hot dogs and, and taking in a game. No, what, no. We, what what we did see <laughs> was like this ultra contrived um, 
I want to say it was it wasn't even the first pitch because yep. I have a feeling they did yep. all this stuff before the first pitch. There was there was roughly three hundred people in the stands right. at Twin Stadium. Right. The 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 first pitch happens at, right before the game starts. Most right. people are in their seats during the first pitch. It happens right before the anthem. It's everyone knows the game is starting. What yeah. was going on there is, I, I would say that's like the the amount of people that show up for batting practice. That that was at roughly yeah. an hour before the game. What we saw, I think, I'm pretty sure Kent Herbeck was the the guy that was throwing out the the actual first pitch. Of course, yeah. And, and then there was this stunt where they do the PA announcer who got his uh, 15 minutes. Um, you know, Bachelorette Michelle and. Joe, and then he says on the PA for all you know, eight eighty six people to hear. He's like, "I I have a game for you guys. If if uh, Michelle throws a strike, yes, she's got to kiss Joe, or the other mm-hmm. way around, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, I knew um, you were gonna pick up on this. This is very important. He gets a kiss. If they throw a strike, which is a, they which have is to kiss. a little rapey. Like how rapey is this PA it's, announcer? Like." maybe she's not ready to kiss him. This is like a little early on. Maybe she doesn't kiss on uh, the first pitch. And, and these two people kissing is, is real, really redundant. In other words, I always thought that like drinking games were kind of weird. Like uh, when you play drinking games where the uh, penalty for doing something wrong is drinking. Well, we're here to drink. We've, we've been drinking and then you're going to penalize me to drink, which is what I'm here to do. It's like they, they've been making out all day. Yes. And then they're going to make out all night. That's a really so to, good to make point. out after yes. she throws, it was, it was way outside. Yeah. I mean, it was a bullshit oh, call. No, no, no. Was Angel Hernandez the umpire that day? <laughs> yeah. Was, Angel Hernandez was, was the umpire. Was Laz so, Diaz behind the plate? Because that was a brush. If, if somebody was a left-handed batter, that they'd have to jump out of the box on that one. That was, she was going head right. hunting there. Right. So way outside uh, and the mascot calls a strike so that they have to kiss again. The kiss is nothing novel to any of us. And there were only like 86 people in the stands. So it was just stupid. They didn't show them at the game, which even though they referenced the game later in the day, I have no proof that they actually stayed for the game. I think they, they went for that fucking first pitch. Yes. So, um, then they had to get on to the uh, to the meat of their first date, which was what? They went to her fucking high school. They went to her high school to look at pictures of her yes. on the basketball team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were looking now, through her yearbook. And at one point, poor Joe was like, this is really cool. What's cool about that? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. How about this? One of the things she points out and – this is kind of the this whole date kind of sums up the depth of Michelle. Like we said up front, she's she's a nice gal. She's she's got a good head on her shoulders, but beyond the fact that she's a teacher and she played basketball, there's Miss basketball. I, we don't know anything that she has done that's interesting beyond that. Now she's she's looking through the uh, yearbook and she's like, "That was a fun year." She and this is what she said as an example of it being a fun year. We used to have like team dinners. It's insane. Like 
any of us that have been on a, a team of any kind, <laughs> yeah. Little League through varsity, whatever. You do that. Yeah, team dinners, that's a part of it. That That's definitely a part of the – That's it's not an exceptional thing. The thing you do. Um, it's a thing you do. That, that's how that's how uh, that's how uh, hard up they were for content. Like team dinners. What Jason, the- Jason, she showed her, and I get that she was big shit at her school in 2011. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not discounting her mm-hmm. achievements ten years ago. But she's like, hey, let me show you something. This was my locker. And Joe, even Joe, like breaks the fourth wall because he says what we're all thinking. You remember your locker? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, exactly. Also, you have a different locker every year. It's a, yeah. Is this your I, senior year locker? Like, a, like we're, she's going to open it up and see some remnants of her. There's something, something, uh, something that Michelle did that yes. she left behind. So, um, so. For the second time in this season, you know, this season's about halfway over. Um, producer thought it would be a good idea for Michelle and Joe to play one-on-one basketball. The the second time happened. this season. Yeah, it's already and, happened. Yeah. And the way they edited this, um, yeah. they, had, well, they, yeah. had, they had Michelle not missing a shot. Yeah. And they had Joe not making a shot. Are, are we sure? Because we know she was Minnesota Miss Basketball 2011. And we've heard that he was Minnesota Mr. Basketball 2011. Are we sure he wasn't Mr. Brickskitball? Because <laughs> every single one of his shots went off yeah. the back of the rim. Like he was, and I get it. The beginning of the game, you're a little pumped up. Your shot's a little long. That happens. Meanwhile, her shit was wet, Jason. Like those, like... And I mean her jumper, by the way. Like she was knocking him down from Steph Curry range, like nothing, like over him, just like oh, look at this, like walking away, like Larry Bird in that McDonald's commercial, nothing but net, like nice, nice jumper. Like, and so we know the reality of it. Like, um, each of them probably hit thirty-five to forty percent of their shots. Yes, Um, that's the reality of it. But they, they, if you would just watch that, you'd think she skunked him like yeah. 11 to nothing. Yes. With just, yeah. just swish after swish. Yeah. Um, and by and, the way, nothing. And but Joe, like the jumper's not falling. You're what? Six one. She's five nine in heels. Put it on the deck, dude. Like <laughs> take her to the rack. Make her fucking work on defense. You're not like, I, you're just throwing it up there and letting her get the rebound. It's one of those can't win situations. Joe's not going to try hard. And, and yeah. it me and it, and it means everything to her. So it's like, yeah, it's a he, really can't win for him, but he, he looks like a bitch. Right. Right. Yeah. But, he, but he has to take that because yeah. that's the dynamic that the producer set up. So yeah. the second time in this season, we've had a one-on-one game with these two people. Um, and, they go to uh, at some point they go to a dinner um, and then it starts getting really boring. Um, Joe starts talking about the struggles of opening up to people. And it's such a cliche on this show. It seems like every freaking subject that we see on camera struggles to communicate. Well, 
Gen Z uh, struggles to communicate, period. And, um, you know, what they do is their, their comfort activity is when they have nothing to say because neither of them have a whole lot to say, they just start making out. Yeah. The great yeah. Ten- yeah. tension breaker yes. is yeah. let's let's say a few words mm. and then yep. not have anywhere to go with it and let's just start making out. Um, he tells a story about, I mean, again, everything about these two people are basketball. So yeah, w- he tells a story of how he injured himself and he goes into graphic detail that about- That kind of fucked what, me up though. That was sad. Okay, maybe it was, but like to me- Injuries or non-injuries or whatever, like if yeah. you have, if you have anything going on in your life that you're interested in, yeah. anything at all, then all right, basketball didn't work out. I'm just going to start focusing on my passion, which is this. But to sum up these two people's lives, basketball is everything. So this injury was was much more horrific and sad, and it drove him to. Uh, to admit that he committed, he wanted to commit suicide yeah, afterwards. Yeah. And it just got, again, just like last week's episode, long and heavy. Yeah. And Did, was he D1? Do we know if he's, if he's, I, I, I have no basketball idea. 2011 in Minnesota. I mean, like, I figured the, the Gophers give him a look probably back then. It might've been my guy, Long Beach state head coach, Dan Monson might, maybe Monson gave him a look. What do we think? I, I guarantee Reality Steve knows exactly where he, he played and how he long does. he went. I, I just – I don't know. He doesn't look familiar to me if he played D1, but that yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, Joe tells this horrible story, and she's eating it up because she's a fellow athlete. She knows exactly how he feels. She almost, like, relates to him. I could see why you would want to end your life and all this stuff. And uh, it's it sucks and it's sad, but it it also speaks to just kind of like there isn't a whole lot to uh, Joe. He, it it yeah. was basketball, yeah. And I think I think they say he's a real estate developer or something. Yeah. I just assume House that's flipper. construction. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I think so. <laughs> well, I'm just guessing too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, construction. Yeah, he definitely did say when he could when he <laughs> when he couldn't text her back because of George Floyd. And no, not, oh, not to make right. light of that at all. Also, that was eight months ago. So I don't like, they're like long lost. Oh, they, they texted yeah. a long time ago. Well, it was in the last 14 months that that happened. So that like, that's, they're, they're much closer than they're leading on on the show. But he did say he was down, downtown rehabbing a house or something at the time. So there is, it, a, there is a construction aspect for sure. Something, something's going on there. Yeah. Um, so, um, they they go back to the house where yes. uh, more guys are telling us that they really need the one-on-one and they don't want their name to be said on the group date because one-on-ones are, are really important. And uh, they re- read the group date card that says, meet me at the stadium. And the only name that isn't named is Nate. Better Nate than never. So yeah. he gets yeah. the one-on-one at the end of the episode. I hate um, guts. I hate this guy so really? much. He gets, oh my God. I can't stand him. He seems pretty harmless. It's not, and know. not, and Hey, don't, before people come at me, it's not because he's obviously gay. That's not what I dislike about him. I just, he's so fake. He's the fakest faker well, ever. 
I think that's what he gets called out for being. Yeah. Um, oh, so, in the you know. previews. Yeah. Well, hold on. Have we have we wrapped up? Because there's a couple things. They cheers at the end of their date. They cheers and their and their cheers is I swear to God to two Minnesotans. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know why that's an advantage, but that they're from the same place. Like you're Jason, you're from Brea. I'm from Newport beach. It's like just somebody being from the same town means nothing to me. Like what would be an advantage if the guy was like, Oh, this guy's from Montecito. Like, I feel like that would be an advantage or like this guy's, this guy's got a, uh, penthouse in Tribeca. Like, I feel like that guy would have the advantage over the guy that just also happens to be from Minneapolis. I feel like that's no advantage at all. It's, it's so dumb. To me, it's like a simple way of looking at it is it'll be cool because they, they'll also know of like the cool place to get a sandwich in town. Like, yeah. Just like real surface shit. Yes. I don't know how it possibly relates to their emotional connection Not that they nothing. are from the same geographical place. I, I, and, I don't get that at all. And, be, and being from Minneapolis, doesn't that mean you'd like to leave Minneapolis? <laughs> um, so, you know, back at the date after they do the cheers to Minnesotans. To Minnesotans. Uh, they go outside and there's a Ferris wheel. And she says this on camera. Yeah. Um, I've never been on a Ferris wheel, which which comes which what? comes a week a week after her saying she's never had M and M's. She's never been on a Ferris wheel. I forgot about the M and M's thing. Yeah, so she's never been on a a Ferris wheel. Um, he got the he got the rose, by the way. And of course he did. He's, he wins the show, yeah. obviously. I will say this. The yeah. show threw me for a loop because I assumed once they got up in the Ferris wheel that there was going to be fireworks. Like that's almost like a ready-made thing right. for this show. Well, they had to, to save him the for the lake. shots. Yes. Right. So the budgets I was down. surprised. Yeah. I'm like, it, it's incredible that they did that entire thing and no fireworks. Yeah. It was a surprise. Well, they already, so no they, already, they already shot their wad on their country quasi country act and their quasi pop right. act serenade they've already done two of those yep. and then they did the ferris wheel and they needed something else for the other date so they had to save the fireworks for that well the and they went and they went and looked for at stars too that's another yeah thing that's did. right <laughs> um, for activities to do after dinner so um, boring so come to find out all the group the group of men um that are going to the group date other than Nate, yeah. they walk into the actual stadium that well, well, the Vikings on. play in. Hold on. When, so they yeah. announced that they announced the group date and they're reading everybody off. And again, you don't, you don't want your name to be read. So Nate's excited. His name doesn't read, isn't read. And so they name all the names and then, you know, there's always like a little hint about what they're going to do. And, and the, the hint is meet me, at the stadium and to a man, these guys fall out. They're like doing backflips. They're like jump, like one guy's walking on his hands and they're like jumping up and high five. And they're like screaming, like snots coming out of their nose. They're, they're so excited. One guy's like, this is going to be awesome. I mean, you don't know anything about it. You just right. meet me at the stadium. 
<laughs> and it's and right. then they get there, and it's not like it's not like fucking John Randall's there or Bryant McKinney's like taking them from the stadium to the sex boat. Like they just go to the stadium, and then a couple like fake looking Vikings show up. It just happens to be there's not a game going on. Like who cares that you're going to the stadium? Yeah. What what is what is the um... What's the is it warp something role playing? Yeah, live, live action, action role playing. Role, yeah. They they basically had live action role yes. playing Vikings. Yes. Um some very out of shape, short, uh yes. fat dudes. Yes. And you know, but they, they did kind of try to fool us and say introducing the Vikings and then they came out as the uh these actor Vikings. Um now very boring date. Uh basically they 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 had like guttural screams yeah. and then they went and got dressed and I guess uh in Vikings Yeah um they did like this fear factor thing where they eat, ate yeah eat gross food yeah and, gross and food. cow brains um and so Chris one guy, S yeah yeah is isn't having it like she he I doesn't want him. anything to do with, with the food Look, he's got he, he turns out to be a sociopath later, but at this point I respect him where he's like, I'm not doing it. He says it like 70 times in a row, which, okay, we yeah. get it. He's like, I can't do it. 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 I'm like, okay, don't do it. But then, but one other guy, I, I can't remember who said it, but he's someone I have no respect for. That's like fucking chewing this piece of dried haddock. And he's <laughs> like, and he's like, I did it for Michelle. Well, you're a fucking loser. Like if, if Michelle is going to make her choice based on the fucking guy that would eat a fish eye, like what, what's that say about Michelle? I'd just be like, fuck off. I mean, the fish, the dried fish didn't look that bad, but that other thing that like head cheese that they had to eat looked disgusting. Well, supposedly it was cow brains. Cow yeah. brains. Uh, yeah. Chris S now, he's the white guy that really stirred shit up. At the end of what last yeah. episode, and called yeah. out Nate for uh, thinking he had it in the bag. Now, yeah. remember what the uh, the drama last episode was that they went on a group date and they seemingly didn't pay attention to her. She didn't feel seen yeah. or heard, and yeah. they hurt her feelings. Yes, yeah. Now you got guys at every turn touching her, going up and kissing yes. her, hugging her, yeah. and it was like overcompensating and stupid and patronizing. And they really patted themselves on the back, like, hey, did you see us? We really tried today. We tried to pay attention to her. Um, Chris S. is just calling bullshit on all of this. Yeah. Um, now, Clayton, who he's built like a freaking uh, offensive lineman, he gets the – he might have played ball, Clayton. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think he's played some ball. Yeah. They had some um, – what did they do for a competition? Arm wrestling or whatever. Um and he somehow was voted the ultimate Viking, which who the hell knows what that even means. So um, I guess the cool thing about Clayton is I thought he had no shot at all. He's like one of the dorky white guys. Yeah. He got this ultimate Viking award and then somehow she really likes him and they were making out at the cocktail hour yeah. and uh and dude got a got a rose. Clayton actually got a rose, so that was kind of a surprise. Yeah, I mean but, he's he's also a regular ass white dude. I mean he's a big guy. He's a big guy. I guess he's handsome enough. I'm not sure what he's doing with the hair. He's kind of got like a like a bouffant. Like he's got like a front yeah. like curly, floppy front, and then the whole back and sides are shaved. I'm not sure who's advising him on that haircut. <laughs> 
he's got no chance. Like you look at him and you're like, yeah. he's never going to win. No, he, he isn't going to win. Spoiler alert. He's the bachelor. He, um, the, the drama that, that was kind of entertaining at the cocktail hour was that Chris S who again had told her about Nate. He yeah. thought he was, he thought he got a leg up because she was responsive to it. Well, he walks around moping saying yeah. that, she hasn't given him any time today that yeah, she hasn't gone out of the, her way to be with him today after what he did for her at the uh, last rose ceremony. Yeah. He's the entitled white man character this season. And this is right. like this guy, this is guy is common in the world. Like this guy exists for sure. And this guy gives men in general a bad name because he thinks he just deserves it. He's like, Hey, wait, I'm yeah. fuck. She wants attention. Like I'm right here. She ain't giving me any attention. I, you know, I deserve it. He's, he's, he's got big incel energy. You, he's got dead eyes. Like he's, he's definitely a sociopath. Like there's something wrong with him. There's something disconnected in his brain. If, if I were a woman, I would steer very clear of this dude in the future. And I would advise all my girlfriends to do the same thing because anybody with this type of entitled attitude is capable of things that you don't want to be there when they eventually do whatever they're capable of. That's all I'll say about Chris S. That might be the first time, the first time on this podcast that the term incel energy was used. And that's good. He's got it, it right? Like like an incel thinks that they just deserve to be awarded a woman. And that and this is they, they hate women. Yeah, they right. hate women. They yeah. hate women because they feel like they haven't been awarded the women they deserve. Right. And Chris has that vibe big time. He's like, no, what? No. She said she wanted attention. Well, I'm fucking right here. She's not talking to me. Like, what? Like, you know, be exceptional, guy. You don't just deserve it. I mean, the these uh, cocktail hours are all about grabbing her attention. If you if making sure you get time, like you go yeah. get the time. Yeah. And what? The part that made me think that maybe he is a plant and an actor or whatever was when he actually said on camera with a straight face that um, I can't believe I didn't get any time with her because she she wrapped it up before they could spend any one on one time. And then he says, quote, I expected her to check in with me. Yes. And thank me for yes. what I did. That's an insult. Thank me for yes. what I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Entitled so, uh, white man syndrome. Now, he, he told the rest of the guys. You know, I didn't talk to her tonight, but I'm definitely going to talk to her. Um, so that plays it out. That plays out a little bit later. But um, Clayton gets the rose, and then Nate is up. Better Nate than never gets the one-on-one date. And what do they do? Um, they have like a boat date. Yeah, filled Lake Minnetonka with, uh, looks pretty sweet, but you know what? You know how it is. Yeah. It's only nice for like a couple months a year. Like the rest of right. the time, you're under fucking six feet of snow. Fuck that. That lake's frozen. You're ice and fishing lake, on that bitch. Lake Minnetonka was the lake that uh, What's-Her-Face jumped in in Purple Rain, right? Vanity? Apollonia? No, they, well, Apollonia. Yeah. yeah. She she jumped in uh, Lake Minnetonka I'll be honest. Purple Rain. I'll, I'll be honest. My girlfriend's the biggest Prince fan in the world. I've never seen Purple Rain. I've never, wa- I've never seen it. It was a little I before mean, that, my time. And doesn't That's he, a huge mess. That's a huge mess for- Prince tunes her up at some point in that movie, doesn't he? 
I think you, Ed, and I should do Purple Rain, and that'll force you to watch. The the soundtrack alone is worth it. The soundtrack is amazing. Of course, heard the soundtrack. Yes, and so you'll love the movie. So, um, so anyways, Lake Minnetonka, and of course, with the boat date on the horizon, there had to be lots of boat puns. Uh, Nate and Michelle both uh, say this would be a great chance to get our feet wet. Uh, It'll go deeper. And yeah. test the waters. Yeah. Um, yep. And halfway through the date, they go on a dock, and Michelle's like, you know what? It's no longer a one on one date. And she brings her two best friends out yeah. on the water with them. Yeah. Those are those are the um those are the proper wing women. That's who you want as as the hot friend. You want to bring a couple Minnesota sixes out to the out to the pontoon boat with you. So you right. not to be overshadowed, you know, smart, smart move. I don't think, I don't think Michelle was fearful that no. Nate was going to have wandering <laughs> eyes on, on that, on that date. So, uh, but to, they, you know, they, they quote unquote grill him and they start talking about right reasons. And, and Nate actually like pulled a pretty good move. He's like, I'm just going to get out in front of this, you know, Last episode, some some puny little white guy said that I wasn't here for the right reasons and I had it in the bag. And then Nate like took ownership of it and then he explained it well. He turned it like he turned a, an awkward situation into something that he was able to control the narrative of, and the yep. girls just ate it up. Yep. They they both really like him. And I mean, if you're going to go on a date with somebody that you eventually want to marry, or it, uh, presumably that's what Nate's there for, even though you're not a big fan. Not um, at all. Winning over the best friends in a it situation helps. like that, that's, that's, a, that's a good day. I mean, yeah. that's a, that goes a long way. So um, I think that um, the weird thing about the the kind of the Nate and, and Michelle um, dynamic um you say he's gay. I don't, I don't know that for sure, but the thing that I, his look to me is, is a little odd. Like, um, he's got, I I think I I brought this up last time. He'll wear like a loose collar thing going on where he's got, he's got the chest tattoo that comes up into the neck, but then he's always got at least three chains on top of the neck tattoo. He got the big dangly earring. I'm not sure if they're covering up something, like if there's like a f- fuck word or something. That, oh. He's always got a lot of chainery around mm-hmm. the tattoo. But uh, anyway, yeah. um, if, if that's a word. Um, so the, he, they get out of the boat and they get dressed up and they go to dinner, right? So the producers thought it was it would be a really good idea to build the tension and shit to have this uh, incel energy guy, Chris S., yeah. have that conversation he wanted to have on the one-on-one date with with uh with nate and michelle yep yeah. so they have just him shows crash up. the dinner he, he jumps in a fucking cab he, he calls yeah. an uber how does he know where to go no no that's what uh that's what my girlfriend said when she was yeah. watching she's like she, she he just shows like how does he even know where to go i think and, and i think the answer is and i'm not sure the producers walked him there. The producers knew exactly where to take him and they just walked him there. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's so fake. <laughs> um, yes. So it, they have this like 
long buildup. Oh, geez. Long buildup, and uh, and Chris is going to confront her and all this stuff. And basically, Chris goes in thinking uh, she owes him answers. Not yeah. to clarify anything. It's like she owes me something yeah. because I tried to help her out, and she does this to me. Entitled so, white man syndrome. Right. So um, she walks up right in the middle of their dinner. Nate plays it cool. Like Nate could have easily stood up and been like, dude, what is your problem? And like thrown kind of a little fit. But no, he just sat there and smiled and shook his head. And Chris S is like, can I have a minute of your time? And she, to her credit, gives him that minute. I think most most women would be like, uh, no, this isn't this isn't for you. So the gist of it was this. And I'm, I'm trying to get the, okay. Chris S uh, played it from... He started out wrong and it only got worse. Totally. So I just want to let you know, he says that uh, I kind of felt played by by this whole thing. I mean, I went to you and I told you uh, the truth about Nate. Um, and then you kind of threw it in my face by a- asking him on the one on one date. And, you know, I and then and then they started talking about the group date that he wasn't really into and she's like, "Yeah, you didn't. You seem disconnected on our date." And he's like, "Well, how come? How come you were fake on, to me on our date? If you if you were if you were put off by this whole thing, why were you fake on our date?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, these are great ways to to get get kicked off the show. He, first of all, but it's a, a great sociopath. way to aggravate any human in any situation." Yes, he's a sociopath, and he thinks he's owned. And I want I would like to point out that either last week or the week before, I've I've pointed out that this show has pivoted to the multiple villains format whereas before they'd they'd have one villain and they'd string him out for like four episodes now they do a villain they give him two a two episode arc so it was jamie earlier it was a different guy last week they give they give the villain a two episode arc and then and then they um, empower the bachelorette by getting rid of him. And that this is what Chris S did. He shows up last week. He interrupts the rose ceremony to say that people are are not there for the right reasons. Then he fucking he gets even more crazy this week with his entitled white man syndrome shows up on her date and is like, hey, you're not giving me enough attention, bitch. And. <laughs> He and he's got the fucking dead stare in his eyes. He looks insane. He looks unhinged. And now he's gone. And then they've set us up for Martin to be the bad guy next week. Right. Well, Martin, Martin will be the next bad guy. Martin's but I, an do, idiot. I, I do have to point this out that when you were talking about empowering the subject and everything, like I will say this, no matter how obviously contrived and set up this this conflict was. I think she played she played it really well. Like she she looked a lot better uh, after this confrontation than she did prior to. And this is what happened. So um, he's like, "Yeah, I told you all this stuff about Nate, and you throw it in my face." And she's like, "Okay." She's like, "Here's the deal. Um, you gave me information. I processed it. I processed it in my own way, and I made my own decisions based on that information." And then she said something along the lines of, um, I want I want a man who's going to stand and support me when I speak. I don't want a man who speaks for me. 
And then she said, yeah, she yeah. pulled this card, as a woman of color, I've been in a lot of situations where men try to speak for me. And that was basically her saying, you're done. Um, and she really just kind of fucking dropped the mic on that one. Like that, she, yeah, she, yeah. she had she's a right. great comeback for it. And, uh, yeah. and she's like, I don't see this going anywhere later. And that was yeah. about it. So, uh, RIP Chris S another white guy ousted on the show. Great. Um, good riddance. He scares me. I will say this, uh, just when I thought they missed out on the Ferris wheel to play the fireworks, what happens when the Nate and Michelle, they reunite. She pop, tells pop, pop. Nate that Chris S is out. They mm-hmm. go out on the deck mm-hmm. and fireworks. Yep. Right then and there fireworks. So uh, they didn't completely let me down. Now she also, she also drops the not in any way trite and overused. I'm starting to fall for Nate. Who's buying that? Mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com. Send me an email if you're buying for 0.01 seconds that she's fallen for Nate, this beta Nate. No chance. Um, I will say this. There was a uh, there was a rose ceremony. Yeah. And there's a black guy on the show who I mean it's a pretty it's pretty it's pretty skillful what he did. He was somehow able to last six episodes or seven episodes yep i have no idea what his name was until she until she didn't call it yes and they drew attention to it i know Uh, i don't know who that guy was leroy leroy yeah uh attractive looking man yeah has some specs on he was looking good somehow he's gone six episodes of he hasn't said anything negative or positive he's just been completely along for the ride i don't know how you do that this, but he did it. Yeah. This happens every season. Like guys show guys get kicked off late in the season. And you're like, where the fuck did that guy come from? I haven't seen him <laughs> one time. Never. So, yeah. uh, so, so Leroy gets booted. Um, and unfortunately for all of us guys in our, our, you know, middle aged 45 and older Casey, Got uh, got the boot. The <laughs> advertising creative guy from yeah. Miami, yeah, who's at least forty five. Yeah. He's working <laughs> on a gentleman. lot of grays and white hairs. <laughs> That's a guy um, with the beard, right? Yeah, yeah. So he <laughs> he got ousted. He seemed yeah. like a decent dude, uh, okay. but he's done. So two white guys uh, are out, and Leroy, they're done. So um, yeah, we're gonna move on. What I'm trying to think of anything uh, happened at well, the. She went up to the roof Martin, with, Martin. with the, oh yeah, Martin. She went up to the roof with the guy that looks like Darren Williams. He's a combination of Darren <laughs> Williams and um, Robert Smith, the running back from the former That's running right. back to Minnesota right. Vikings. She I, I like up, that guy, Rodney. Rodney, yeah. He's the guy that got naked and ran around right. the stairs and just, and even though he'd stripped off all his clothes, for some reason he had socks and shoes on yeah. while he, he ran the stairs. Yeah, he's he's a Granny Smith Apple guy. I like him a yeah. lot. He's he's got a good attitude. I like him. He's short, and he points out that he's short. I like him too. But he's like, I think he was the one that said he's like, I've never been around a better bunch of guys or something like that. And he's like, and it's like, I wanna, you know, he's he's being tested because he's like, I wanna go further, but like every time one of these guys leaves, I can't help but think that's a potential husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who 
thinks like that. Like I don't what? like as a guy. <laughs> I'm just That's like, a weird one. I'm just like, hey, he was cool, <laughs> you know. Like, what? I don't, I don't know. It was weird. But they go up on the roof and they do more yelling. They're like, they go up on oh, the yeah. roof and they're like, Minnesota. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Well, um, that another thing that happened at this uh, at the cocktail party was she gave Brandon a birthday cake. I yeah. guess it was his birthday, so they celebrated with a birthday cake. So he turned 21. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. On the show, so that's pretty cool. I because uh, <laughs> that's the last time you should get a birthday cake. Um, I one thing. No, no, she, no, no. Because he looks like he's twenty. Oh yeah, he, he looks he like a looks kid. Like a kid. He. Yeah. Um. I. She does kind of like go for a walk. Like it's a group date, but she's suddenly she's alone with Rick, the guy with the dead dad. Who's? Yeah, this was a weird one, in that she took a, a, a three or four of them outside, or yeah, took them elsewhere. Yeah. It was weird. And then she's talking to him and she's like, hits him with like the big question where she's like, would you, would you move to Minnesota? And he, and he answered like this where he, where he's, he said the affirmative, but his voice went up at the end. So he's, she's like, would you move to Minnesota? And he's like, I would. <laughs> oh my like, God. Okay. A, that guy's yeah. just a weirdo. Period. And, yeah. And he's got guy liner on and he looks like he's on pills. Like he's just like a yeah, little too, too, his he's, skin's he's a little too sallow. He's the guy that killed his dad. Um, yeah, he murdered so he, his yeah. dad. He murdered his dad, and he's not, you know, he feels bad about it. So uh, what Brian was was talking about, and it would be the last thing we discuss, is uh, Martin is made out to be the next villain. Martin is the the guy with the nose ring who's got the two-toned hair. He's really, you know, shaved on the sides yeah. and bleach oh, blonde on worst. top. Yeah. Weird-looking dude. Weird-looking dude. Um, and he – He's not smart at all. In fact, I think he told her last week, I'm not good at talking or, I mean, he, he was, he basically uh, sat down with her. Yeah. And remember, remember his pitfall last week is that he sat down in a freaking hot tub with this woman and he brings up the ex. Yeah. That yeah. was a pretty cool guy, you yeah. know? And then, and then he does this the same one, thing this week. What, yeah. what does he do this week? Yeah. He starts, he says to her. Yeah. You're not like those women in Miami. Yeah. They're all high maintenance. And so, so right then and there, like she asked, she asked him point blank, uh, what's an example of being high maintenance? What do you mean? What's a high maintenance woman? And he just starts on this slippery slope where he can't talk his way down from it. Like he, he just starts says, saying a bunch of nonsense. And then she's like, yeah. well, you never answered my question. Yeah. What's high maintenance? Yeah. And then he, he talks in circles again. He never answered it. This guy is a complete moron. Yeah, he, is. he basically was saying that I'm used to dating a, a bunch of pains in the asses who who yeah. they want us to do everything for them, and you're not, you're not like that at all. Um, and so, anyways, he he ruined himself with her, but he got he somehow got a rose, I think, because he's got to be the villain next episode. But exactly that's about it. You can tell she hates his guts, but she still gives him a rose because he needs to linger for the next episode so he can be the main character that she can be the empowered woman that gets rid of. Correct. Correct. So okay. so, so that's it. Uh, we move on. I think we're staying in Minnesota next week. Thank God. Yeah, it's great. That's just what we needed. Another Minnesota episode. Okay. That was fun, Jason. Uh, for Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from the Ballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next time.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.